Alright, here we are. I think I'll uh, sit down, have a couple of brewskis here in my nice frosty... Well, I just spilled it on myself. Whatever. This nice frosty tall glass. And uh, I guess it's time for me to do it. Episode 100, here we are. I am uh, kind of at a loss for words. I had sat down over the, the last, I don't know, 30 minutes or so, just kind of typing out what I wanted to say. And um, it was difficult because I didn't really know what to say. <laughs> it took me a while, but I think I've got some good content here. Or at least, uh... alright, stop, start over, fuck it. Uh, welcome to episode 100 of In the Keep. Holy shit, it has been uh, a, a lot. It's been a long time. It's It's been two years, over two years, since this show got started. And I'm going to say a lot of thank yous later, but first and foremost, I have to say thank you to Unkind for uh, helping me start this actual podcast. That wouldn't have happened without him and State of Quake and Slip and that whole crew and D-Ron and... There's just going to be a lot of me throughout the course of this thing saying thank you to a bunch of people. Um, but I'm going to give you now a little introduction into what episode 100 is going to be. I uh, I struggled for a long time trying to figure out what are we going to do for episode 100. And it, it was daunting. It was a daunting task. And I'm just going to kind of read off what I've written here um, to try to try to explain that so it felt natural at first to do something that was like big you know huge uh, i was like uh let's let's get a huge guest on or something like that and and then i thought about it and there was no sense in trying to force that to happen um i felt like it should be a celebration and you know you don't invite your favorite celebrities to a celebration necessarily unless you're like a hollywood person but i'm not um, so I thought let's, let's do something with just the people who keep the lights on here. Like the, the people who have contributed and, uh, that's the, in the keep team that the apostles and the high priests <laughs> that you'll see in the discord. And so the, the second part of episode 100, uh, this is just part one will be, um, uncle had, Flambo, Violent Heart returning after a hundred episodes, uh, Red Eyes Green Dragon, and myself, and Nabe, all just together, you know, talking, and we go through the list of you know one hundred fucking episodes and just kind of discuss the history of how the show came to be, and then we ramble on for a whole long time, so. <laughs> enjoy the hell out of that i it's like two and a half three it's probably like three hours long i don't know it's already edited and uploaded and i'm not gonna look right now but if you want to get an idea of how, how the how the sausage gets made here at in the keep that's gonna be the episode for you then part three will be myself interviewing properly one of the oldest members of In the Keep, one of the founding members of In the Keep, I Kill Pigeons. And if you had the pleasure of listening to episode number six, then you'll already know what he's all about. But 
if not, then I'm looking forward to introducing to you uh, one of one of my best friends that I've met since I've been on the internet. Um, and that's that's Sean. That's I Kill Pigeons. And yeah, that's going to be fun too. But for this one, I'm uh, I'm going to go through a whole bunch of stuff, man. We're going to play some we're going to play some fucking music with. I mean, all of the different amazing musicians that have contributed to In the Keep, uh, but in particular, I'll introduce them each as we go. But this first track is going to be by Igrak Simon. It is called Catholomus. It is an original composition that he made uh, for the show a while back. Um, then I'm going to yeah tell some stories, talk about the, the history of the show just a little bit. I don't want to like do what I'm going to do on episode two. There's going to be a lot of me repeating myself, by the way, throughout the course of these three episodes. Uh, we're going to tell the Andrew Hull short story, <laughs> not this time, but in this, the next two parts, you're going to hear that a lot. And uh, then I figure I'll probably talk about some of the games that are currently on my radar that I've played recently and I'm enjoying. Then uh, we'll talk about, you know, we'll talk shop. We'll talk in the keep stuff. And then we're going to definitely pay a big homage to all of the amazing people who have supported us. And then we'll uh, close out with some music and I'll leave you guys be. It won't be the longest episode in the world. So just, you know, kick back, relax, and enjoy the music. <laughs> Catholomus by the immortal I Crack Simon. Simon has been so good to the show, man. He has made so much music for it specifically. I get, he was a fan. I think he came around, oh man, early on when we were kind of getting into the Dusk World stuff and has just been absolutely incredible. And I love his music. I, I love the fact that we have people who care enough about the show to just make music for it. That's incredible. And yeah, thanks. Thank you, Simon. You're, you're awesome. And I'll, I'll link every, every musician that we play today. I'll, I'll link their, their profiles and whatnot to the episode notes. So I guess the next thing here is to, well, I wanted to address the last, the last, what would we call the state of the keep addresses that we did. And it was a weird one. I was in a, I wasn't, I won't say I was in a bad place. I was just in a really stressed out kind of place. And 
I don't know. I felt like if I listened to it back now, it, it would just make me angry. But I was complaining, and I don't want to set the precedent that I don't value or enjoy the work we do here. I mean, I, I do. I love In the Keep. I love everything. And sometimes it can be overwhelming, but that's part of the struggle. And I hope if if nothing else good came out of that, that you guys listen to that one. And if you're listening to this one now, that you uh, you don't get bogged down like that. And you know that you're, you're always going to be able to <laughs> dig yourself up out of the trenches and put yourself put your whole self, I guess, into what you're passionate about. And for me, that's this. That's what we're doing right here. And it made me think about um, a long time ago, I was on the QuakeCast, which is an amazing podcast made by Dump Truck from the Quake Mapping community. And he and RC were interviewing me for some reason. And, and at some point they asked me to be like, what do you do? And, you know, I do this all the time. I, I have people on who, you know, aren't the best at really defining themselves or what they do or what they've accomplished or whatever. And then I, I type it up and I make it, you know, a paragraph of just like kind of their, their resume, if you will. What, what, how do we sell people on listening to this episode? And I had never done that for myself, um, obviously. Why would I? And I didn't know how to answer the question. I was like, well, I, uh, I run this Discord and I do this, like, podcast thing but i also do you know games commentary and uh, at the time i was writing for quakefans.net shout out to smango and it was just all over the place and i didn't know how to say what do i do and i'm very proud just you know sit here not i was gonna say stand here but sit here in my fucking chair and say today um people ask me what do you do i'm like i'm the ceo of in the keep you know i'm the i'm a podcaster but I'm I'm still all these other things. I'm more things now than I was back then, and you'll you'll learn a lot about that over the next I don't know year or so. Get to see all the amazing shit we're cooking up here. <laughs> but that was that was an eye opening question that I never really thought about, and it stuck with me. Speaking of uh, sticking with you, I want to talk about like what I've learned over the, you know the past. 100 we've done more than 100 episodes we've done a lot more than 100 episodes uh, i'm not sure what the exact count is but if you count up all the bonuses and the talking doom with flambos and all of the featured stuff whatever through the catalog it, it's it's been a lot but essentially we've done 100 interviews on this show right around that much uh, if you count the <laughs> i i kill pigeons episode i'm going to release those over like the next couple of days so i think thursday the I Kill Pigeons episode will be out. That'll be my 100th interview on In the Keep that is a proper In the Keep episode. Um, but what have I... I'm thinking about what I've learned. I'm trying to reflect on it. And I do this a lot. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I mean, mostly interview-based stuff, but a lot of like history, sort of solo stuff, like what I'm doing now or whatever. But mostly interview stuff because that's what I do and that's what I enjoy. And I'm always thinking about how you come across when you talk to people and you know how to be an effective communicator and i've taken classes on this i've i've not necessarily like volunteered to but like part of what i do for a living right now uh aside from in the keep required me to do that and it was a great experience i'm glad that i did all of that but i uh 
you know, I think about every time that I, you know, cut someone off accidentally or like get out of out of the weeds in a, in a conversation where I'm just like, oh, man, maybe I shouldn't have gone on that tangent or whatever. But ultimately, I, I am happy with the kind of the natural evolution of how conversations flow and how uh, generally we've done with different interviews. Like I, I really enjoy guests that are just willing to go crazy and wild and talk about anything and not just necessarily focus in on their project or their game because I, I've said this a million, million times, but I think it's really important to uh, give you the chance to get to know the guest and who they are as a person and make that personal connection. And, and meanwhile, I get to do that <laughs> in real time. And I think overall what I've would have taken away from it is that there are things that I can improve on as an interviewer. There are things that anyone can improve on. We can all improve on a lot of things. But I have just kind of reaffirmed my original belief that people are what this show is about. You know, I, I wrote some notes about this too, but In the Keep is and has always been about people. I mean, it's... It, uses the medium of video games to explore uh, the minds, souls, hearts, lives, passions of these these awesome individuals who are involved in the gaming community. And over the past couple of years, we've we've heard from a, a crazy wide array of different kinds of people within the gaming, I would say industry, but not even just the industry, but like community. And that's involved, you know, esports professionals, it's involved uh, commentators, we've had journalists, broadcasters, marketers, just content creators, whether that be YouTubers or Twitch streamers or whatever. Um, we've talked to literal executives, like CEOs of pretty significant companies. And we've talked to developers from the, the you know modders to the smallest indies to some of the most like prolific names in gaming. I mean, and that I I'm gonna iterate this a lot over the next two interviews. So like I never could have seen that happening, and uh, it's been wild. It's been absolutely fucking wild, man. But the show, to reaffirm what I'm saying here, the show is about people, and I I don't know. I get a lot of uh, sometimes I get feedback, and it's pretty rare. It's not like all the time, but I get a lot of people that will say things like. Um, you know, why don't you your interviews focus just on the game? And you're like, it's it's four hours long, motherload. Why? Like, I don't want to hear about what you and this other person think. Um, and I'm not just talking about Maleki Trerao. There have been other people. You're not alone, man. I'm just picking on you because you did it publicly. <laughs> I love you, man. Uh, Maleki, shout out. Uh, but because I genuinely believe that it is important to give people the chance to speak. And if a conversation's going well, I mean, if the the everything's coming together the the birds are chirping you got to take it when you can get it and i don't think that you get a lot out of 30 minutes of, of someone you know just opening up in a conversation there's an, a science to it that this is another thing that i've learned um there's a science to getting people to bear their true soul you know not just be the the public image that they're trying to portray and to really, I don't know, make them come out of their shell. And you can't 
really did. You know, some people I'm already friends with them, and I can just get hit the ball. Hit, sorry, hit the ball, hit the ball right off the tee, hit the ground running with them, and go in, and and that's awesome. But those people that you get for you know two, three, four hours, you can notice it if you pay attention. You'll really notice that you know about an hour and a half in, about ninety minutes into your typical conversation is when people really loosen up and they really just start talking. You exhaust all their efforts to just keep, <laughs> this almost sounds like predatory. It's not, but once you've exhausted efforts to kind of keep a particular topic going, there's no, there's no other way. If the conversation is still happening to them and to, to me and it's flowing, then you break that mark wherever it happens to be. And then you get to look into who that person is um, beneath the surface and you get them rambling about you know their favorite books or movies or the what what inspires them outside of just video games and for me and I'm never going to stop doing that because for me that's the magic that's what I love hearing I love seeing um, someone just be themselves and I hope that you as the listener if you're listening to 100 episodes in generally speaking I would assume that you you vibe with that that you're here for that and you know I said it before but come for the come for the games stay for the people um <laughs> come for the beer stay for the conversation that's that's what i'm talking about so at this point i will hit you up with some more music to kind of divide segments this one is incubator by james paddock it is from the original soundtrack to his game the Adventures of Square, and this was also featured as uh, part of the Pigeon Classic. At one point, it was the theme song to the Pigeon Classic, and it was just, um, I don't know why. I mean, MIDI tracks are weird. It's a strange thing to be into just listening to. They work great for games and soundtracks and stuff, but I don't know why. This is a b- fucking banger. This song is kick-ass, so enjoy it, and we'll be back with the, the next little bit. <laughs>
is Incubutter by James Paddock. Best hair in, in all of music and uh, the the actual best MIDI artist who's ever existed, ever. No no doubt about that. Not to me, anyway. He's He's been absolutely incredible to the show. Uh, always you know, been really cool with us using his music. He's been on the show before, so go check that one out if you haven't already. And uh, just uh, an incredible guy. Multi-talented, too. He's also excellent <laughs> level designer, too the fuck man what are you doing jimmy why do you do so many things why do you not get paid millions of dollars to do what you do i will never know until you do so uh the next topic here is going to be games that i've been um kind of like floating around the radar playing looking forward to enjoying and all that kind of stuff so let's break it down over the past couple of days i've been enamored with this game um I don't want to say the name of it just yet because I'm kind of I'm going to try to introduce the story of how it came to be. Um, if I'm off on a weekend, especially on when I'm on night shift because I'm bored and alone at home, <laughs> chances are you can find me in the DreadX Discord, um, where I will be watching shitty horror movies with a large group of individuals led by uh, Ted Hinchke, who is you know of course uh, the head honcho at DreadXP, and it's a fucking awesome time, you know, kick back, have a few beers, watch some, some shitty movies with your friends, like, what, what's what's not to like? And, uh, you know, that always involves a lot of conversation, just different people popping in and out. There's a regular crew, but every once in a while you meet someone new. And uh, we wrapped up the movies one night, I think Ted had to go to bed, and um, there's this guy in there named uh, Cleveland, and Art Man Cometh Cleveland. He... Uh, I was just talking about this game he was developing, and actually, before I talk about the game, I actually have to talk about his podcast, which was really cool. It's called Pod People, and it's just literally a group of guys who sit down and watch movies and talk about it. Not like Mystery Science, it's kind of a retrospective, it's not like in real time, so you don't have to watch the movie with them, but, you know, and then they have guests on every once in a while. It's a really cool show. And uh, they were talking about his podcast, and I (laughs) was trying to look it up, and I couldn't fucking... Find a uh, you know a link. This will never happen to end the keep guests. I hope I, I do everything I can to avoid this. But they, somebody you know gives me a link to some podcast service I'd never heard of, and I wanted to find it on my podcast service of choice, which for me right now is uh, Spotify. I used to listen on Podcast Republic, but I, I don't know. I use Spotify for music anyway. It just made sense to consolidate. And so uh, I'm trying to figure out where to fucking find it, but there's no goddamn link to their website or <laughs> anywhere where you can you know see a tree of links to where you want to listen to it uh, at and and i guess i could have just searched it but i was just being a little pisshead and frustrated and they were talking about the fact that one of the guys i think it was yawn yawns had been on his show and i didn't realize cleveland was also like in the chat because his name is art man cometh right and uh, so I was just sitting here like, man, this this podcast looks really fucking cool, but Jesus Christ, why can't they just like link the fucking website? <laughs> I'm just being such an ass. And and then Cleveland's like, yeah, you're probably right. And I'm I'm just like, uh, oh, oh, you're Cleveland. You're the guy we're talking about right now. I am so sorry. <laughs> I felt like such a such a douche, but you know, whatever. Uh, it was no big thing. But then you know, we get to talking, and and he. Uh, He's an artist, right? And he, he's showing us some art that he's doing for this game. And I was like, this is amazing looking. What What is it you're, you know, developing? Message me, you know, let's talk about getting you on the show or some shit. 
Uh, and then they give me a key to the game, and it's called It Stares Back. Um, so you guys are fans of the show, right? You're listening to this, I assume. You, you're, you're familiar with the content that we've put out before, and it's mostly retro FPS stuff and things that kind of circle around that world. Um, this is not one of those. This is a, uh, it's technically has, has some RPG elements to it, but this game is an RTS. And until very recently, I have never, ever played an RTS of any kind. I mean, unless you count, um, nope, never played one. Nope. <laughs> Can't think of a single one I've played. Uh, so it's a totally new genre to me, and uh, I get the Steam key, and it's it's an early access game, but you know, fuck it, I'll give it a shot, and it's amazing. Like, uh, it stares back. It's this beautiful, like, sort of H.R. Giger or uh, Bakshinsky esque artwork, and you have this guy called the Noble Guide that you're. Kind of, it's kind of your main character, and you lead little armies of these little dudes around, and you know, you do some taking over of objectives and I, i'm basically just describing an rts game this is all brand new to me but it's uh it's got a killer soundtrack it's got as i said already amazing art that's like that's right up my alley giger bekshinsky that kind of stuff thank you scumhead for introducing me to bekshinsky by the way um and i just became so enamored with it like there's the, there's these awesome kind of hilarious cutscenes. there's a lot of humor in the game too where you you have these different characters that kind of come along and tell you the story of what you're really doing. So it's not just this objective-based kind of thing. It's There's like a real underlying story here. And then where the RPG element comes in is that you can kind of level up your little your little dude soldiers uh, in different ways that you know kind of allow you to decide what your path is in terms of how you want to go about combat and what you want to lean on. And... I absolutely love this game. I will definitely be having a Cleveland and the rest of the team on, uh, you know, whoever wants to come on whenever I can to talk more in depth about it. And uh, I'm going to link every every game that I mentioned here, I'm going to link you guys to. Uh, so don't worry about that. But definitely, like, highly recommended and uh, looking forward to more content from that game. It's all I've played for the past three or four days. <laughs> And actually, it's really all I've played over the past couple of weeks. I mean, every every little bit, uh, I'll uh, take a little side tangent to play something smaller, miniature, or uh, you know, like bust out a few levels of the next game that I'm going to talk about, just to kind of get my mind off of RTS. But uh, next game in order here is Nightmare Reaper. Um, I I don't, I'm going to sound apologetic, but I'm really not. Um, Nightmare Reaper is an absolutely incredible game, but it's not the type of game that, for me personally, I just want to play back-to-back, level-by-level-by-level. I I enjoy it as a game that I can kind of, like, take away a little time away from, come back, and, uh, you know, play a level or two, and then peace out, and then come back again when I need to get that fucking <laughs> frustration out. And I have been slowly, very slowly, working my way through the second episode of Nightmare Reaper, it is awesome. It introduces all kinds of cool new mechanics that I'm sure we've, we've talked about with Bruno when he's been on the show. He's been on the show a couple of times, I want to say. But you know, now you have the ability to use like this kind of... Uh, before, you you could use the chainsaw for whatever reason as like a, a you know Batman hook 
to like pull yourself across the map really fast. Now that's just like part of the game. That's really interesting. It's got a lot of new cool. Uh, and I say new. This has been out for quite a while. I'm just telling you. But what my experience has been, cityscape levels and everything, and also a lot of really cool new weapons. And I'm very much enjoying that. I, I used to very heavily lean on the uh, either the knives or the uh, dual dual wielding axes that you could kind of throw at people repeatedly and just <laughs> annihilate large groups of enemies. But now I've I've really become a uh, I don't even know what the name of the fucking weapon is. It's like this fucking ice laser thing. Been a, become a big fan of that. And the the leveling tree has just gotten better and better. And honestly, there are parts of, parts of the time when I enjoy the leveling up system, like the, the Game Boy Advanced little platforming mini game, just as much, if not more, than I enjoy the uh, the game itself. Um, definitely love that game, man. I can't wait to finally finish it and then we're gonna have nightmare reaper 3 at some point and that's gonna be fucking awesome we gotta get bruno back on the show he's one of my favorite guests that we've had and yeah nightmare reaper check it out uh just a couple of days ago as of recording this uh it is currently like the 4th of june so i'll probably release this on tuesday so it won't be too far off uh scald against the black priory we, it's, they were, Al was a recent guest on the show, uh, just hit stores, um, and by stores, I mean, like, you don't even have to buy it yet, you can play the whole prologue for free on Steam as a demo right now, and you gotta do it, it's incredible, I mean, uh, this is a total departure from <laughs> In the Keep style, like, you know, in the past, we've had this very FPS-leaning thing, and that's something that I'll be addressing here, uh, you know, as we go through the episode, but I really want to change the focus, not off of that, but just broaden the scope and shine a light on more things that I think are awesome. Scald is one of those. It is an RPG. It is a top-down adventure RPG. It's got like fucking, you know, 60... Uh, oh, why am I tripping over my words here? C64. <laughs> Too many s in there. Style graphics. It's just gorgeous. And the story is so just right on the money perfect you've got fucking cracking right out the get-go <laughs> you've got just the the sass and the humor and the medieval crap and you, you've got just this really well done artwork that helps to really bring the story to life and it's it's got everything it's got some cthulhu-esque mythos in there it, it is its own you know kind of story and it's not based on any lovecraft in particular but very much in that vein it's got a really cool combat it's like not grid-based combat but you know where you turn-based stuff and you can even just mash the the play through button once you've kind of leveled up your characters and equipped them the right way um, just enjoy the hell out of it, and that's that's one that's definitely worth checking out right now. In it's available on Steam. Go get the fucking demo. It's free. It won't cost you anything. And definitely, if you haven't already, go back and listen to the Scald FPS uh, or sorry, Scald RPG episode of In the Keep because Al is a really cool dude. I've actually spent a good bit more time talking to him since that recording, just uh, getting to know him a little bit better and enjoying uh just being friends it's awesome uh let's see what else would you have happy's humble burger farm this is this game is awesome 
you have to check this game. <laughs> you have to check it out. Uh, the demos out there that to be played right now, and I'm pretty sure that they're they're working with Tiny Build, so they're going to have to release it at some point, man. Uh, this is Scythe Dev Team. They've done a lot of really cool games that you can go check out, mostly on itch.io. And uh, also they've been participants in the DreadX collections, so that's a good way to kind of just get your hands on it while also getting a lot of other content too. Um, Happy's Humble Burger Farm, though, is fucking weird. Uh, <laughs> this is a game that essentially puts you, you know, you're, you're playing first person as a character who you wake up in your shitty apartment and your boss is pissed at you. And you got to drive in the middle of the night to go work at your shitty fast food restaurant job. And you literally have to fulfill orders. Like, people come up, they order uh, different, you know, fucking chicken sandwiches and hamburgers and all that kind of crap. And you've just got to kind of get into the groove and figure out how to fulfill those orders. Um, now, that's fun on its own. I mean, that that's just like a fast food employee simulator. And it's hilarious. But you are then asked to, you know, clock out, close at the restaurant, and drive home. And slowly but surely, you start to realize that things aren't exactly what they seem. Um, you have nightmares about the mascots of Happy's Humble Burger Farm. And you start to realize that the player is not necessarily like just a straight-up employee, but this is a larger metaphor for uh, corporatism and just... I don't know how to explain it. I'm <laughs> I'm doing a poor job, but it's... This... Just play the demo, man. This game is fucking incredible. And I can assure you, if you're an In the Key fan, you will find at least something, wink-wink, to like in the game over time. Um, maybe not in the demo, but as you get to play through the whole thing, I'm, I'm certain... You'll find some awesome reason why this is an amazing game. And it is. Truly. And whether that be the amazing soundtrack, uh, this is all John of the Shred, if you're familiar with Scythe Dev Team at all, but just go to Spotify and listen to John of the Shred. Listen to his music, man. This guy is on a different fucking level. He's um, I, I gotta get more of his music on the show at some point, but wow. Probably... Um, probably one of the most diverse, musically uh, gifted people that I've ever interacted with in, in terms of, you know, one, you know, one minute you're listening to this very 80s, like, hair metal type song, and the next one's like this really retro synthwave kind of shit, and he's doing all of it, and uh, <laughs> you've, you've got to, uh, you've got to check this game out. I promise you will like it. Um, or your money back, which is nothing for me, so... <laughs> take that up with John. Um, so, yeah, okay. Uh, the next game, I, I've snuck this one in the middle so that it can kind of address the elephant in the room. Graven, uh, just hit early access. Uh, 3D Realms, Graven. Uh, we've had, we're trying to get Chris Holden on for fucking ever. That will happen eventually. But we, we've had Scarecrow on to talk about it and everything. And uh, the demo was outstanding. Absolutely, really, really fucking cool. Um, the early access didn't hit quite the same way. If you look at the reviews and everything, uh, people did not receive it uh, nearly as well as expected. Um, and from what I understand, this is to do with, like, is, there's there's an array of little things, and there's always going to be an early access game, but it did not uh, live up in terms of combat in some ways and uh, content. Like, it just 
wasn't what people were expecting. And I get that. Uh, I don't, I really don't know why people go out and say negative things, but I guess it's helpful. I mean, that's why we have reviews is for consumers to know what to and what not to buy. So some people are doing it out of trying to be helpful. Um, however, um, struggling to find words here. I, uh, you know, you guys know that I am quite familiar with 3D Realms. You know, I, I talk to them all the time. I'm pretty, pretty up their ass. And I can assure you, even if you didn't like the demo, or no, sorry, the not the demo. You, you had to have loved the demo. It was great. If you're not satisfied currently, or like you're waiting to hit that buy button, which is fine. Like you should, you, if you there's no reason not to wait to hit the buy button on an early access game. But if you do end up grabbing it. Um, the team working on this is full of amazing people who really, really, really care what uh, what people think. You know, 3D Realms is not some giant corporation who just doesn't give a shit. and <laughs> They're just up for money and that's it. Um, if you do pick it up, understand up front that the people at Slipgate and 3D Realms are working their asses off to make this the best game ever and... Before you uh, type anything gross and negative into into the reviews or whatever on Steam or GOG or wherever you get it, uh, keep that in mind. Keep in mind that there are human beings here, not just a not just a, a company or a face or whatever. However, I, I do think there's, there's some great things to be said about Graven. First of all, there there's no game artistically like it. Um, the only other game that comes it comes to mind would be Sprawl, which is not out yet, so it can't be really, you know, apples to oranges right now, but they both have the, you know, make things Quake style and Trench Room and then make them make the full experience in Unreal. Um, it's really, really cool and interesting, and it's an experiment that I'm looking forward to see continue to play out. It's also um, very ambitious, very big for. Uh, compared to kind of the sort of thing that we've expected from 3D Realms before. And I, I think that over time, as they do continue to uh, work on it, fix the bugs, uh, fix the issues, and uh, hone it in and create more content, I still, personally, I fully believe that Graven is going to be uh, a banger. And I would say otherwise if I felt otherwise. I'm not being held at gunpoint. No one, <laughs> Scarecrow is not standing behind me with a gun right now telling me to say nice things about Graven or anything. That's not the case. Uh, I just I have a lot of faith in the in the humans and the people behind this thing, and, uh, and in the content that I've seen so far, I really do think that uh, Graven is going to be kick-ass. And it's, it's out there in early access right now. Grab it now, you get it at a lower price, you don't have to play it right now, but uh, you can, and if you, you know, if they haven't already fixed all the bugs and shit by the time you do, you know, help them out. <laughs> say something decent. That's all. Uh, that's it for Graven for now. I'm sure we will get a lot more commentary later when I get uh, when I get Chris on. Uh, but man, what a what a fucking game! White Hell. I am so fucking stoked about White Hell. Uh, they they've also been on the podcast before, but. Migo is always hitting me up with like screenshots and like ideas and different things. And just, I, I love, I love the relationship that we built with him and ProJab as well, but I don't hear from ProJab as much. He's not quite as talkative, not the, 
<laughs> this is not the outgoing number of the bunch, you know. He's not the the member of the team who's the marketer guy, right? And if you heard our podcast, you you know that for sure. He's an awesome dude, very talented. And Whitehell um, has come a long way since the last time we talked about it. Uh, there's still the demo that's out. I think that they're expanding the demo actually to just be a little bit more like representative of what the actual game is like now. Um, I, I know that at some point in the near future, they're going to be dropping uh, some early access kind of shit. I don't know when that will be. I don't know any dates or anything, but I have gotten the chance to see a little bit of behind the scenes stuff. And um, I just got to tell you, if you liked the demo, you're going to love what you see. I, I've got to be careful because I don't want to say anything that's like, uh, spoilers type stuff, but if, you, if you're not familiar already with White Hell, it's this, uh, it's a game set in Finland, loosely, uh, kind of ties into the Kalevala kind of stuff. You have, uh, Sisu power, which is kind of like these magical weapons that you, you know, use as power-ups and such, and you play as this very badass kind of, uh, macho man kind of going under the radar character, and you are you're basically witnessing the country being taken over by fascists and hunting down all communists or anybody who opposes them. And you have this just wonderfully like old school graphic blocky kind of shit going on. You have an array of different and very, very well designed levels and just a ton of humor and really, really cool enemies. Uh, (laughs) There's if you're, if you're familiar with, anything to do with the history and lore of Finland, then you're going to very much enjoy uh, seeing how they kind of tie in their home country with the game. Um, you can go get the demo now on Steam, of course, and just check it out. I totally recommend it. I'm not going to talk about anything here today that I don't like, by the way. This is all just going to be me gushing over shit that I've enjoyed playing recently and that I really want you to check out. And uh, the final one on this list is Doombringer. Now, as I said already, I'm recording this on the 4th. Today is Doombringer Day. And uh, so when you hear this on Tuesday, Doombringer Day will have already passed, and you will be able to grab the early access on Steam or wherever right then and there. Do it now. Do it now. Doombringer is incredible. I believe at this point now I can say that I've I've played the whole first episode uh, well ahead of everyone else. Um, probably not the finished product. I'm looking forward to playing through it again when I do get the finished product later today. Incredible. Absolutely amazing. It's single-player campaign is fucking awesome. Some of the coolest labyrinthian level design. Just if you like... It starts out small and then just slowly gets bigger and bigger and more and more epic. You you have all the tropes, you know. This is a this is a first-person shooter. It's a boomer shooter. You get the, the weapons that you would expect. Um, you get to do some really cool puzzles as you go through it, kind of like platforming, figuring out where you're supposed to go kind of stuff. Nothing that it's like, it's not like a Resident Evil puzzle or anything like that. So don't worry about that. But I cannot say enough good things about Doombringer. And with that, I have to say that the multiplayer, multiplayer demo has been out for quite a while. Um, a lot of people have had access to it. And if you've been watching Tasty Spleen's awesome, awesome organ grinder for the past three months or so, then no doubt you have seen the game played in multiplayer. This is not just an awesome single-player experience, but also one of the coolest and most 
just exciting to watch arena fps's to come out in i don't know how long i mean arena fps is essentially like you you know that's a genre right uh, all the you know anybody who knows this show obviously at least has some familiarity with it if you like quake especially quake live quake 3 you will love doombringer there's no question about it it is fucking great the whole pitch of the game from the get-go was like what if quake live were a single player game and had really really cool badass graphics that are like a lot more gritty and and like because quake live and quake 3 while still quake kind of got away from i think the uh the grittiness of the first two quake titles and especially the first one so this is very much in that vein it's actually built in the the dark places engine so Dark Places Engine, for anybody who's not familiar, just thought I should explain, uh, is a version of the Quake engine. So you cannot go wrong with Doombringer. Today is the day, as you're hearing me say this, if you haven't already grabbed it, grab it. Just phenomenal. Phenomenal. Five stars. (laughs) And, uh, I mean, for early access. I'm sure that you guys will find all sorts of complaints. (laughs) Regardless, uh... I love it, and I love Christus, so show him some support. At the very least, show the, show the damn man some support. His game's awesome. Um, that, that's it for the game section, so I'm actually going to play a track from the Doombringer original soundtrack. This is by John S. Weekly, a.k.a. Prime Evil, friend of the show. And uh, then we'll get going with that, and I'll, uh, I'll see you in a few minutes while I get another beer going and uh, listen to it as well. By the way, I am listening to this music in real time as I add it to the, to the podcast and taking breaks as I go. So here you go.
that was, I think it's just called Track 17, as far as I know, uh, from the Doombringer OST by John S. Weekly, as I said, also known as Primeval, that's his stage name or whatever. Um, amazing. I'm looking forward to hearing more from Primeval as we go on. He's working on so many incredible projects right now, a bunch of fucking free-to-play Doom mods, as far as I know. And then also, you know, Doombringer, Age of Hell. I'm sure I'm missing a whole bunch of other stuff, but just uh, he is the up and comer, man. He's, to me, uh, you know, if there's another, if there were a third, Marky Music, Andrew Holschel, Primeval, like that guy is going to make a name in this in this industry. I guarantee it, unless he dies, which I hope he doesn't. But that's the only thing that could stop this immovable, sorry. That's the only immovable object that could stop an unstoppable force. I don't know. Probably saying it wrong, but you get what I'm trying to say. He's amazing. Check him out. Uh, again, links to all the music in the episode notes for sure. So the next topic that I want to get into is uh, my plans for In the Keep over the next year. Um, you know, and I say the next year, but just for the future. But you know, I'm, I'm thinking in terms of what's going to happen. Um, specifically in the next six months. And as we transition into 2022. Um, so as you probably know, if this is the first time you've heard it, whatever, I'll explain it again. Um, currently, I am a, a shift worker. I work at a weather hub as a synoptic analyst. So I draw weather charts and shit like that. And that's currently, as of you hearing this, it involves me being at work for 12 hours a day. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's a whole thing. I, I don't hate my job, but I am not fulfilled by it. And I have been working my hands to the bone, tooth and nail, <laughs> trying to come up with ways to make In The Keep a thing that I can do. You know, If not my sole source of income, I'm, I'm building something with this and I'm, I'm moving towards it being a, a thing. And my plan as of right now is uh, starting in the new year to walk away from this job and uh, transition into a new life where I dedicate every ounce of my being to in the keep to making this bigger and better and awesomer. Um, and that's a whole process. It's going to be a lot of things. It's going to be getting a lot of business organized between Gelmoson and I. It's going to be, uh, you know, figuring out what, what new people we can work with and how we can diversify kind of what we do. And we already have done that to a large extent, you know, if you're listening to the podcast and that's all you do, cool, that's great. And uh, you're always welcome to just do that. I can't ask anything else of you, but you know, we do a lot of things. <laughs> if you go to our uh, website and look at services, it's a tab on there. I mean, we do the podcasts. We also have, other podcasts that we produce. So, and we're always, you know, I'm open to the idea of taking on more as long as they're, you know, something I'm interested in doing. I don't want to work on, you know, some podcast that's about some subject matter that has uh, nothing to do with anything that I care about. I, if I were desperate, maybe, I don't know, but that's not what Indy keeps about, you know, uh, gaming stuff or, you know, if somebody wanted to do like a fucking Lovecraft podcast, I'd take that on. It doesn't matter if you're out there and you have ideas, man. Uh, we're happy to provide the service, but yeah, that's part of it. And then we have live broadcasting stuff. I'm sure many of you out there are aware that we've been doing a, a lot of live streaming work, um, 
Gomosan has been kicking ass at this as the lead of that team. But producing, directing, broadcasting, all that kind of stuff, uh, doing remote control stuff, like a like Gilmo can have shit running on his machine and then he's set up so that I can actually control it from his machine and we do this every bit every time we get the chance. And that's a that's a really fun business thing to do. That was like a hobby that turned into a business and I'm really proud of it. Um and then we're also providing uh casting and post match analysis kind of stuff that it's it's all been a whole thing. It's been really, really fun to watch Gilmo San just spread his wings and fly with that. And uh, meanwhile, I'm just doing the the grunt work because I can't do any of the real work. I'm not that skilled, but it's that's that's a whole part of what we're doing. And then I'm not sure where else we'll go. I mean, we have the merch stuff up, but we're building a brand. We're building a little business, and I'm I'm thinking it's it's time to move on from what I'm doing now and just take a risk and go all in and see what happens. That doesn't mean I won't have a job. I do not expect this to pay the bills by then. Uh, thank you to the people who <laughs> help out and support and everything. We'll get into that a little bit later. But I am very much looking forward to having a lot more of my time dedicated to bringing you guys more content and making this a bigger and better thing. And I just never envisioned this. Years ago, two years ago, or whatever, when we started this thing, never envisioned that this would be possible. And, uh, and here we are. Um. So that said, I also want to talk about our other podcasts uh, that are kind of under the In the Keep umbrella. First of all, you guys have probably heard plenty about Doom is Dead. Um, recently, they've been on a bit of a hiatus. I'm not quite sure why. Um, it, the, the exact details are none of my business or whatever, but uh, we are still doing Doom is Dead. It's not going away. <laughs> it's just uh, got to let everything, everybody get their ducks in a row and come back when things are fresh and it's it's been so fun to do that show. Um, if you're not familiar with it, I'll, I'll explain kind of the gist of it. It's a uh, Human Bones and Doosum of the Multiplayer Doom Federation. They had their own podcaster for a while, but it was a, a very you know meh YouTube show. And I saw an opportunity of like to bring some production value to it because that's uh, you know, another one of the things that I've learned over the. You know, 100 episodes of a podcast is how to do a podcast, how to produce a podcast, how to make it sound half decent, um, that kind of thing. And I have been absolutely blown away with the what they've turned out. They've had so many amazing interviews that have just been covering the, the kind of history of the multiplayer Doom scene. And I know that's not the most overtly interesting sounding topic to someone who's not part of that community, but even if you didn't know anything about it, I mean, just, there's just so much history. Uh, it's the history of Doom is sort of the history of the internet. You know, uh, this was a game that was at the cutting edge, the bleeding edge of people playing games online together, and the the freedom, the wild west kind of reality that they found themselves in on the internet at that time just people went fucking nuts. Like people went absolutely batshit crazy. And most of the, you know, people who were playing games were, you know, teenagers and young men and, uh, figuring out how to be civil and how to talk to each other and how to not DDoS people's servers because fuck them. You could, and they would never know who did it and that kind of thing. Um, figuring out server administration, figuring out communications, all that kind of stuff. And this all happened, 
um, in real time in the Doom community, and they have done an excellent job of getting the right people to come on and tell their stories and talk about that. And if you're into the esports side of it, then you can hear all about the you know World Doom League and all that kind of stuff too. I am personally really proud of you know the relationship that I built with those guys and uh, the production work that I've done on that show. So if you haven't already, uh, there's several episodes that are you can just go back and listen to now and get caught up before we get everything back together to come back with uh, more content for Doom is Dead. So there's my pitch for that. You will also no doubt have noticed that we've started a new podcast recently, and it is called Burning Bridges with Bridgeburner. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with Bridgeburner, we got to dote on him a little bit. He is an incredible incredible doom mapper and uh, level designer and streamer um he's been building a huge audience over the past year or so and then when he released bastion of chaos which will eventually be a level in age of hell you're you can't go wrong man like i'm like this guy he's got such a personality and i've been bothering him like man you should uh come on our podcast and finally we got him to and prior to that i think um New Year's of 2021, 2022 into 2021, we did this epic, epic stream with like so many different people um, that he kind of brought on in line to start, you know, a little podcast thing. And I'm like, this is awesome. And that ended up being kind of the launch of the show. So I, you know, I got fucking wasted and passed out at the end of it, but it was so much fun. And we had like Spud Hunter and Devo and Jimmy and uh, a bunch of other awesome people. I think Eris was on that one, Major Arlene. And just kind of shooting the shit, having a good time talking about everything that's going on in the Doom mapping community. And it was so much fun that uh, it only made sense to continue on and you know produce a full-on show. And I was like, let's work out a price that works for both of us. And uh, I, I, love, I love it when I get a new Burning Bridges episode to edit because I'm just like stoked that because I know when it's done and everything's out, I'm going to listen to it myself. And, and pick it apart and enjoy every little bit of it. He's had, uh, we've got five episodes out as of right now. So there was the first one that I already mentioned, and then uh, General Vivi has actually been on episodes two and four. Uh, that's from Proteus, if you guys aren't familiar with him, Jason Mojica. And then uh, the most recent episode is Junction 8, who is a, uh, the lead level designer at id Software until recently, and is now, I believe, working at Saber Interactive. And that is like must-hear material. Anybody out there who is even thinking about becoming a level designer in video games, because the whole podcast is the Level Design Podcast, by the way. Um, just a, such a wealth of knowledge and so many cool people, and Bridgeburner's got such a broad reach and a great personality. He actually live streams the podcast on his Twitch channel, and then I do post-production on it and release it on YouTube and you know to Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, all that kind of shit. All the stuff that you guys listen to podcasts on, it's there. And uh, I've got to say thanks when talking about these podcasts to Gilmo and Nabe, who have done so much work on the In The Keep website to spruce it up and make it more friendly to the fact that we have multiple shows. Um, so you can just go on inthekeep.com, click on the podcast tab now, and select the podcast you want to look at. And get the podcast player and select where you want to listen to it and all that. It's it's absolutely awesome. But, man, it's been such a pleasure to work with Bridgeburner. And I, I'm looking forward to doing more and more with him in the future. Definitely uh, take some time to go like listen to a few of those episodes if you haven't already. And that's the... Uh, that's it. That's it for podcasts, I think. I want to talk about some other stuff. So we'll move on to... 
Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm looking for listener feedback. I want to know what you guys like and don't like. And that's not, you know, I, I get lots of, you know, great episode or, you know, little things here and there. But you're if you're listening to this one, you are the core audience, I assume. So I'm really looking to hear from you. And I mean you. Yes, you. Yes, you. Yep. I'm talking to you. Um, I want to know what you guys want to hear, you know, and I have, I have some kind of hard red lines about what I am and ain't, ain't going to do. Um, I'm, I'm going to do long form interviews. That's never going to change. I'm going to have like meandering weird conversations, but, uh, just in terms of like, what can I do to make it a, a little bit more, you know, interactive or just better what you want to hear kind of content in general. So, do you want more interviews? Do you want uh, particular games or devs that I should be aware of or reach out? Let me know who they are. Um, who have been your favorite guests and that you would like to hear more from? Like, you know, like so-and-so back on episode blah, blah, blah was awesome and uh, whatever happened to them or whatever. And I, I'll hunt them down if I haven't already done so or if I'm not still in contact with them and try to find out, you know, and let me know. Let me know what you want. And also uh, things like this, like this episode, I've I've gotten some... I don't think I've gotten any negative feedback, but I've gotten some positive feedback on like, hey, we really like the solo content, and would you like more of that? Is that something that I should make a point to do more often instead of just kind of whenever I feel it's appropriate? I don't know. Um, do you like this format? Do you like the me meandering through a bunch of stupid shit that you don't care about? I'm kidding. But talking about just different topics myself and then playing music in between and covering games that are like on my radar. Is that what you're into? I don't know. Uh, let me know, please. You can... Reach out on Discord, of course. You can hit me up on Twitter at Ty Brannon, uh, the Motherload, whatever. Or uh, you can email me. I don't care. It's uh, the Motherload at inthekeep.com. Feel free to shoot me something if you have a thought or some thoughts or tell me that you hate me. I'm sure that'll be fun. <laughs> um, and with that comes like the, the the needed discussion to have. I guess it's, it's about you know if I'm taking this thing full time. Or you know, semi full time. Probably, probably gonna have another job when I get out. Still gonna be, still gonna be working for the man, but hopefully working for a man that I actually want to work for, or a woman, or or whatever. You get what I mean? Um, but doing something that I actually feel like is well spent and will improve this instead of uh, just being time that I spend not doing what I really want to be doing, if that makes sense. But with the support stuff, I mean, we have we have Patreon, we have coffee. Uh, we have, I think, is it coffee or Kofi? I'm not really sure how you pronounce that, but we have it. Damn it. It's there. Um, there's always been the option to just like donate, but I, I really don't feel good about just asking people to like, Hey, drop money in here. But if you want to like, if you really want to, man, give us a tip and be like, you're awesome. We love you. We're always open to that. But the, the PayPal was always there for, you know, when we're doing tournaments and charity shit and like, hey, uh, you know, donate to your money to uh, here, and <laughs> we'll forward it to the charity and made it easier on us. Um, whereas Patreon, you know, we we always do early episodes for Patreon supporters, um, take questions whenever we can for guests and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, if you are a Patreon supporter right now or if you become one because of hearing me say this and you're, you know, you have things that you kind of like, wish to improve or about your user experience and that kind of thing, you know, the access to the discord, whatever. Um, yeah, definitely just let me know. Like I'm, I can't promise I'll be able to do everything you suggest, but I'm always looking for ways to make that, you know, relationship, 
uh, less you giving me something and more of a transactional thing where it's like you actually get something out of it. And to the people, and there's a few of them who I'll get to in this list that I'm going to read in a little while, there's a few people who appear to not want anything. They literally just want to give us money. Um, and I don't know what to make of that, but fuck yeah, man. Thank you so much. I'm, I am honored and blown away that people value this podcast so much to, not just this podcast, but I guess this community so much that they think it's, it's worth throwing their money at. Um, that's awesome. I don't ever want the podcast to be behind a paywall. That's something that I feel really negatively about. I've known a lot of great podcasters who have done so. And some of who some of whom have been quite successful, I just don't think that's the right move for us. I really want to reach the biggest number of people possible, and I want to find a way to kind of crowdsource um, as we can. And as I've said, we've we've built quite a good bit of business out of doing the other stuff and keeping the podcast afloat. As a result of that, not that I would ever give up on the podcast. I do this shit for free. Don't worry. I love this thing. Uh, but I don't ever want it to be a detriment, right? Like, I don't want it to be something that's, like, killing me to do. Um, and the podcast is almost never like that. It's pretty much 100% pleasure for me, talking to awesome people, uh, you know, finding fun ways to fix audio issues or whatever. That's that's like a, that's a fun hobby to have. But the discussion would have to be had at some point. Like, I, I don't know if there's... I don't know if there's even really a place for sponsors. I would... I'm not totally closed off to sponsors but it has to be something that's relevant here i don't want to be on here selling you fucking toothbrushes and shit like that's just not what this show's about but if the, i guess if the right thing came along like a beer company or something like that that wanted to just give me free beer and i drink the beer during the podcast that would be fucking dope you know something like that if you guys have any ideas of course hit me up but yeah, and then we also have, like, we tried several different affiliate links, um, programs like that. Uh, the Amazon's still there. You can totally still use the Amazon affiliate link. And that's just, like, doesn't cost you shit, man. It's just, you know, if you're going to shop on Amazon anyway, it uh, doesn't cost anybody anything except for, I guess, Jeff Bezos because we get a little cut back from whatever you buy. So he can afford to lose it. That's the way I look at it. He doesn't need it. Uh, we need it more than he does. Um, and, and the important thing to note here is, I guess... Um, just from my perspective, the money that goes in in the keep does not go into my pocket. It goes into in the keep. It pays for the production costs. It pays for the people who have helped out. It paid for the new logos. Uh, it paid for a lot of shit. You know, keeping the game servers up. Whatever we could use that money for. It paid for the T-shirts that we sent to the Patreon supporters. So that's just your money coming back at you. That's uh, that's what this money goes into. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, if I get out of my current job situation and find myself um, with enough income to, like, really actually do this full-time and not worry about anything else, I would pay myself a salary, but it wouldn't just come from this money. This would come from the esports stuff. It would come from, you know, merchandise sales, whatever. Um, and then also, there, there are other, a couple of other things that I really i can't go into too much detail about just yet but there's some big big things coming along the pipeline for in the keep that are i think going to be the obvious choices for where this brand goes and what it does and uh, i'm gonna leave it at that for now i'll drop subtle hints over the next two episodes i think but you'll know soon enough you will be like oh that's what he's talking about <laughs> damn 
Good move, Mother Lude. Right on. I hope. That's it for that. I uh, just kind of wanted to bring that topic up, not because I had any point to make, but because I just want us to, as a group, be thinking about where this is going. What are we doing? Um, and then finally, we got to say thank you to all of the amazing supporters and collaborators who have made this thing possible. But before we do so, we are going to listen to another track. This one is called Awakened by the very powerful and amazing Immorpher.
Immorpher, ladies and gentlemen. Immorpher. One of the OG fucking badass motherfuckers. Like, just an original gangster right there. Immorpher absolutely kicks fucking ass. Uh, huge in the Quake mapping Discord and community, the Doom 64 community, and just a fucking banger musician. Huge fan. Uh, love him. He's been on the show before as well. Of course, this whole thing is meant to point you back towards other podcasts that we've made, I guess. But uh, he was also on the Aubrey Hodges episode, helped me interview Aubrey, because he's a huge fan of Aubrey, and that was so much fun. But I love him. Definitely go check him out. And uh, with that, we'll move on, and we'll start saying thank yous to people. So uh, typically, I read off Patreon supporters and a few other people, including uh, Simon and Amorpher, um, who've contributed either their time money or you know effort or whatever into the community but for now uh we're gonna read off a lot of people we're gonna read off those same individuals we're also gonna read off a lot of the people who are very important to in the keep um particularly and do the hard work behind the scenes so we're gonna start off here with ease 5000 uh ease i love you man you're amazing uh he was the first ever Patreon supporter and also an OG, like long going back to like, the Quake Champions days. Member of In the Keep has always been very helpful with the uh, esports stuff, and I, I can't thank you enough, brother. I love you. Love you. Mwah. Nationwide Moose, another early, early Patreon supporter. He uh, is the head of the United States Quake and Doom community. He has always been a friend of the show. He is an exemplary human being, and uh, another confidant, someone that I've always been able to just like, you know, air my personal grievances with like shit that has nothing to do with this stuff. And it's always been there for me when I needed him the most. So thank you to him. Uh, dots. Love you dots. Dots is, uh, he's been very cool to us. He was on episode two is the only person from the open arena community brave enough to come out and talk and uh just just really always appreciate the support man you're you're awesome you're amazing human bones gotta say thanks to you brother um for the business for the podcast stuff for being my friend for uh, helping us get where we are now um for all the amazing knowledge that you've bestowed on me as far as doom goes for the opportunities to do all of the great casting or i shouldn't say my casting was great but like the opportunities that you presented for me to try to do some good casting um it's been fantastic man uh, i've got to say thanks to af domains um i love you you're uh, another friend a lot of these people are friends and confidants man but uh domains in particular you know, for the late nights um uh, entertaining me keeping keeping me um motivated while i'm playing through games and and no one else was around but you were there for me and uh thanks for introducing me as much as you can to the, the dark side and history of the doom and, and Z Damon and everything. And, and always, always keeping it together and just being the, the, the fucking badass man that you are. Um, shit. <laughs> Brad Carney, you son of a bitch. Uh, Carnival, man. I uh, I got to meet Carnival, you know, I've told the story probably like a million times at back at QuakeCon, and he was amazing. Uh, I love what he does. I love the getting the history of Skulltag and everything from him, and he's just been a long-time supporter of the show. I think uh, we, we kind of <laughs> crossed paths at the right time when uh, Wrath Exiverse, Rack Exiverse, Wrath Exiverse, when Rack Exiverse <laughs> came out and uh, just... 
man, I got to get Brad back on the show. Shit, it's been too long. But yeah, Brad, thank you so much for the support, brother. We we really appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, Red Eyes Green Dragon, thank you for uh, doing all the video crap. Thank you for making Realms Deep literally possible last year. Thank you for you know always being down to take on crazy weird projects whenever I need you to. When I hit you up and I'm like, hey, can you do this weird thing? And you're like, yeah, I'll do it. To whatever. Um, thanks for showing up for part two, which you guys will hear tomorrow. Uh, and then <laughs> just thank you for being you, man. Thank you for all the fucking funny videos. I love you. Graceless Dragon, of course, thank you very much. You've always been a great supporter of the show. Roll Tide, all that good shit, man. Hope you're doing well. And uh, I look forward to hearing back from you, man. I haven't heard from you in a while. So, you know, if you check this episode out, let me know. I, I can't thank you enough as well. Uh, to the next two people, Robert and Jack. I don't know who in the hell these people are, but thank you to both of them. They are uh, <laughs> big time supporters of In the Keep and have been for quite a long time. And I have absolutely no idea who it, who they are. So I just, I love you both. Thank you. <laughs> That's it. To Brand Flakes, um, yours, we're going to thank you a lot in the next two episodes. Uh, trust me. But for now, I love you and I hope you're doing well. And uh, thank you for the support. Fred, you know who you are, you motherfucker. Um, thank you for everything. You know what I have to thank you for. Thank you for the opportunities. And uh, I'm looking forward to how the future unravels. You're amazing. Lord Revan, um, known you since first joined, I guess, the USQDC or whatever it's called nowadays. The US Quake Doom and and uh, whatever else community <laughs> you've you've been on a, always always a really big supporter and uh, I'm humbled. Thank you. Love your stream. People go check out Lord Revan on Twitch. Two tones, um, surprisingly handsome, surprisingly fucking handsome. Tone has has been around for a long time in the in the keep community. Um, has always done his part to help out, whether that be donating or uh, for a long time keeping the uh, the boosts on the Twitch server. And uh, for the really entertaining match that you put on <laughs> at the, the last organ grinder. Thank you, man. I love you. Uh, we've already been saying thanks to Igrak Simon and Amorpher, but you know, one more time to both of them for the, all the amazing music that they donate to the show. Absolutely incredible, both of them. Uh, to the entire Flam fam, so to Jeffrey for being um, amazing, for being my co-host on Talking Doom, <laughs> for... Uh, for being my one of my best friends I've ever met in my entire life. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you when I come to Europe. And uh, the same goes to Yanin, who is uh, wonderful and beautiful and somehow puts up with your ass, and to your two beautiful children, to Brahm and Maria. I love you both. Uh, this next person um, is one of the uh, coolest guests that's ever been on the In The Keep podcast. Uh, you know, there, there are lots of guests that are guests... And then there are guests that become friends. And uh, Mike, you are that guy. MK Schmidt, you are one of those people. And you will forever be my hero. I, I enjoy every conversation we have. I uh, very much hope that I grow up to be half the man that you are. And I really, really appreciate everything that you do for me. Uh, even if you don't see what that is, it, it's a lot. And uh, there's no way I could say it here without getting too gushy and embarrassing, so I won't. But I love you. Thank you. Zan. Xan the Bonebreaker, 
Uh, if you guys haven't checked out Heat On, I don't know what you're doing, but Zan uh, saw fit. To, I guess got enough out of this podcast to say the same thing. And another again, another developer who was on the show who uh, became more than just a you know a guest on the show became someone that we have an ongoing relationship. And I just really really appreciate the fact that you uh, value what we do here as much as you do. Try not to tear up, but you're amazing. To Shannon, to Major Arlene, um, the first ever four-hour-long podcast on In the Keep, uh, an, an amazing individual, uh, basically the Doom Mom. You've uh, inspired a lot of people, me included. And um, again, same same thing. Thank you to Bridgeburner for the opportunity to be part of your podcast and to help you in any way that I can uh, get Hellforge off the ground and make this into a fucking multi-million dollar enterprise that we can all get rich off of for being my friend, for being someone that, I, again, I talk to almost every day. I I love you, brother, and I, I hope that you're doing well and that we can uh, kick ass and take names together in the future. To do some, thank you for the moonshine, first and foremost. Thank you for being part of the Doom is Dead podcast. Thank you for the uh, the encyclopedic wealth of knowledge that you've given me um, when it comes to Doom for answering my questions, for helping me make Beef Stroganoff. You're awesome. Fuck yeah. To Nabe, Nabe, uh, movie night in the keep. Um, every time me and Nabe are <laughs> just always hanging out. An- another person that I just, I just spend an, an unbelievable amount of time with, more than I spend with my own family, which is saying something for all the work that you do for us, for everything that you've given to in the keep your time, your effort, to your uh, making the website as amazing as it is now, and uh, for being one of my best pals, dude, I love you. For uh, the next three, Ben, Damian, and Tony. First of all, like, thanks for bringing me onto the team. I uh, for those who are listening, these these are the people behind Call of Seregnar. Thanks for uh, giving me another opportunity to see what I can do and see what kind of damage I can do. And for, for all the late nights of, you know, talking about how we're going to get this thing to be as amazing as it eventually will be. And, uh, I don't really know how to put it into words. I just, I I found a family with the three of you and I hope that we can continue to be one big fucking happy family to night owl, AKA Kanukia nowadays. Uh, You've been around I don't know, since probably as close to day one as I can remember within the keep for all the help that you've done with streams, for being awesome, for uh, the many late nights that I spent watching you play Quake Champions and learning from you and dueling with you. And thanks for the, I want to say, two victories that I actually got over you. Remember on, uh, what was the map? It wasn't Awoken. I don't remember what map it was, but I remember when I uh, punched you out with... <laughs> with your own character i think i ran you down you were you were doombringer and i was scalebearer and somehow i managed to kill you and i remember your face on the stream and i'll never forget it and uh never shave the hair on your chest brother never shave the hair on your chest you're awesome to uber Gawai, um thanks for all the hard work thanks for being my pal thanks for uh the 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 putting up with me being a fucking asshole when it comes to you getting shit done but i uh i can't in any way put into words how much i love you and also love to nikki as well if she's listening to scumhead again another one of these uh guests on the show who became a friend 
you're uh, you're going places, kid. I really believe in you. I really, really do. I, I absolutely know in my soul that you were just gonna skyrocket off to oblivion without me, and uh, I'll be a, a faint memory in your past. <laughs> I'm kidding. I hope we we stay friends forever, brother. To Zeb, uh, L.A. That's all I have to say to Zeb. Goodbye, Zeb. Uh, <laughs> I love, love you too, brother. Uh, to Violent Heart for being the first ever guest on In the Keep, for being a friend, for being a confidant, for being, uh, for paying for the goddamn domain name when no one else wanted to, for um, paying for the suite at QuakeCon, for showing me around with everybody, for connecting with me, me with all sorts of amazing people, for the stories, for uh, just being a mentor. You're you're awesome, and uh, please never go away. To spaced. In the Keep would not exist without Spaced. In the Keep would not exist without what he did for me uh, and the encouragement and for giving me a reason to start the Discord, uh, for sending me my first copy of the Masters of Doom, for, damn it, just, just being fucking a great person. And uh, I, I hope you were doing absolutely well out there right now, man. And uh, shout out to your lovely wife as well. To I Kill Pigeons... For exactly the same reasons that I just said to Space, you'll get to hear a lot more from him on part three of this long and meandering thing that we're calling episode 100. <laughs> I love you, brother. And to a few other people who were part of that initial group, to Star Centurion and to Princess Fuzzy for uh, being there when I needed some fellow newbies to figure out how to play Arena FPS with. I, uh, I miss you both, and I hope you... Uh, Find some time to come back and hang around sometime. To Vince Steele for being uh, one of the most insightful and thoughtful and well-spoken people that I've ever come across. You inspire me every day. Uh, I look forward to every time you put out a new video. You, your, your handle on psychology and what makes a game special to the person who plays it what what makes the medium click with people what makes it as important as as it is to all of us uh, i i can't tell you how much i value your insight on that stuff and i look forward to watching you continue to grow and blossom thank you for all the help with realm steep last year thank you for uh thank you for being someone that i can bounce ideas off of at any time and always happy to help and i i really hope that you continue to do what you do as good as you do it to smango quitefans.net uh thanks for being my fellow redneck thanks for all the help with everything of course and thank you for being the kentucky nerd that you are dude i uh thank i can't thank you enough for the opportunities when i was writing for quake fans for all the collaborative help you've done importing in the keep into quakefans.net for just uh, sharing your life with us for, for being someone that we can always depend upon, you know, whenever you're available out there. But when you can be around, you're always there, and uh, we can't thank you enough for that, man. Love you. And finally, to Gelmosan. Um, Gelmosan is in the keep. Gelmosan is equally as much a part of in the keep as I am. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the talking head here. Gelmo is the guy who does the hard work. Gelmo is the guy who spends countless hours up at night making sure everything's squared away uh, from the website to our, our content to 
the esports uh, production to just keeping the fucking whole boat afloat. Gelmo is the uh, is the anchor to this whole thing, and we, we I think we get into this a bit in part two, but this could not go on without the uh, dedication and hard work of Gelmo Son. And I love you, man. You've always been amazing. Um, I can't put into words how much I appreciate you, and to all of you, and to those of you listening. If you actually listen to this whole fucking thing, thank you. Because without an audience, what's the point, you know? I don't know. And it's grown over time. But uh, if this is your, you know, if you're new to the show, welcome aboard. I hope you stay around for a long time. If you're, you're the lifeblood, you know? You're the blood pumping through the veins that is uh, in the keep. And thank you to the Drowned God Cathala for giving me the, uh, the faith and the hope and the heart to uh, take on this endeavor. I'm sure I've left out a lot of people. I typed up this list shortly before starting to record this, but I uh, I just want to express my gratitude. And with that, um, we are going to play one more song. You will have no doubt have noticed that I did not play the title sequence at the beginning of this episode. That was on purpose. We are going to play the entire In the Keep theme, and I've got to say thank you to the man who made it. I don't think we've ever revealed this before necessarily, but uh, if you go back and listen to, there's a bonus episode of In the Keep called bachelor party 2020 this was uh my two best friends and a few other people that were hanging out also friends but back to high school dylan and jacob uh we talk a lot we got a lot of uh got a lot of stuff out there just very personal stuff and uh to dylan for being my oldest friend really uh thank you and he is the uh the creator of the in the keep theme song and we're gonna play it for you now and that'll be it for today and uh tomorrow when you wake up or whatever part two will be out and part three shortly thereafter. Thank you for uh, supporting us all of you through 100 episodes of in the keep. I love you. The drowned God Cthulhu loves you till next time. Stay in the keep. (laughs) 